Hello, friends. In just a minute, I'm going to introduce you to a fascinating woman by the name of Christiana Schroeder. And Christiana is a health and happiness coach, and she deals in something called the Happy Healthy Hustle, which she'll talk about. And I also want to explain to you on the other side of the intro here why I think it's important to at least discuss this topic. So stand by. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types, like I think I am, to ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So let's talk about today's episode. Again, my guest is going to be Christiana Schroeder, and she is a mom, coach, educator, and the host of her own popular podcast called The Happy Healthy Hustle. And she'll talk about the way she approaches this. Uh, she's a doc has a doctorate in applied economics, and she studied this subject for a long time. But why, you might ask, am I having people like Christiana, and there have been a few others uh, in the recent weeks, to talk about the health of our bodies? And I want to explain why I'm doing this. Part of the reason is because as I've gone through the spiritual journey, and I've had spiritual coaches that have helped me with meditation, connecting to the other side, uh, channeling. Many of them have told me that it's important that your body be less dense, that you be in good shape physically. And I'm talking about your body being less dense. My <clears throat> my my brain's probably more dense than I want it to be sometimes. But your body be less dense, uh, you be in good shape physically, and that you be light. And it doesn't mean, I don't think, being skinny like a scarecrow, but it means understanding that your body is a vehicle that you need to keep in shape because it helps you communicate, it helps you do things better spiritually. Um, and Christiana is going to talk about that from her perspective, about how she puts this all together in a happy, healthy lifestyle. So stand by. She's got some wonderful things to share, and at the end, uh, she'll talk about you know how you can get in touch with her. I also wanted to mention that this is a video podcast that I did with Christiana. So although you're listening to this maybe uh, you know on iTunes or something as an audio podcast, just know that you can find it on my YouTube podcasts, and that link will also be in the show notes. Okay, thank you. Here we go. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul Unleashed podcast. And it's my pleasure to introduce a friend that I've met recently, and I'm very happy and excited to interview her, Dr. Christiana Schroeder. Did I pronounce that right? Schroeder? Couldn't have been more perfect. I'm actually already <laughs> impressed. Thank you. Go for it, Mike. <laughs> Thank you, Christiana. And uh, Christiana is a health and happiness coach. And so we're going to talk about that topic and the things that she does. And Christiana, just so you know, my audience is mostly, I don't know, say mostly, but contains a lot of left brain types uh, who are very pragmatic and who look for things that uh, require evidence, I guess, to understand and grasp. So a lot of the things that I do in terms of this interview are things that I would have thought were, were goofy or crazy or impossible or whatever. Not that you're doing that, but that's but that's what I look for, things that are unusual or I would have thought were unusual now that I'm open to as part of the whole soul and leech thing. So 
that's all I really have to say. I just really want to hear what you, what your story is and, and what you do. And I'll give you the floor here, please. Yeah. So I'm, um, thank you for the wonderful introduction and being here. And I very much align actually with how you are doing your podcast. And I can't wait to share some of the unusual things that I do. So audience stay tuned. This is going to be a good one, right? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so um, I have a PhD and that's my full-time position. I'm a professor at the university, teach food marketing, I teach innovation entrepreneurship, um, my PhD is in applied economics, uh, but I wrote my dissertation on obesity and how we can influence food choices by changing prices as well as income to maybe structure purchases a little bit towards a more health-oriented food basket. So that means I've always been passionate about making healthy choices. I've always been passionate about figuring out how we can help consumers educate them, inform them, making those choices and making life simpler for them. And while I teach in the classroom to college students, I also teach fitness classes at the recreation center on campus. And there are students, there's faculty, staff. I realized that in my fitness classes, it's frequently that I hear all people actually kind of know how to lead a healthy life. They just don't know what type of healthiness really jives with them. And that's really my emphasis area. And that's why my business is called Hello Happy Nest. Um, there's no one size fits all approach. It's not like one diet will work for everybody to feel stronger, happier, and healthier for every day. And there's no workout that will be the same. So I really try to tap into something that nurtures your health, regains your happiness and kind of aligns the holistic self, the body, mind and soul. And that's really when my coaching business was born that I focus a lot on being a more holistic individual that looks at who you are and trying to find your best self. Awesome. So do you coach individually or do you do groups or how do you do this? It's both. Um, I have a completely self-guided online program. So it's videos together with um, handouts but there are also quizzes that you can use to learn more about yourself because it's really truly what people sometimes really just need is like, who am I? And there are fun quizzes and assessments. And then I also do online one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, I do some in-person coaching as well, but it's mostly online because I have clients from San Luis Obispo, which is where I live, to Singapore. And mostly Zoom is the easiest way not to have them drive somewhere because many of them are women and they have children or a job or some busy side gigs. And so I save them the trip and the overwhelm and we make it as easy as possible just being by a Zoom. So so how did you get into this? What what is your what is your background? Into the coaching? Yeah. So I into into the healthy lifestyle thing. Have you always been mm -hmm. that way? That's how you grew up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I grew up. I have a bachelor's degree in foods and nutrition. I worked at a clinic. I did coaching there one-on-one -on -one and realized that it's amazing when people come to a clinic, they spend some time there in a very bubble-like environment, meeting with doctors, psychologists, dietitians, exercise psychologists. But then they leave the clinic and they go home and they don't know how to implement all of this because their home environment is really not set up for the behavior that they just learned. So I started to become more passionate about helping people where they are at home 
and creating a nest that makes it much easier to find your own happiness and really saying, hello, happiness, this is my home, this is who I am, and this is the best self that I can find using the tools you provided to me. So finding the foods, the exercise, and the personal choices that really align best with the clients. Christiana, um, we haven't talked about this, you and me personally or anything yet, but did you grow up here in the States or someplace else? Yeah, so I now come to the point to where I can say I've spent more time in the United States than in uh, Germany, which is where I'm born. Uh, So my bachelor's degree is from Germany, and then I have a diploma from Germany as well in food economics, but I also have a master's degree and a PhD from the United States. Um, The the reason I was asking that is is just just because I'm, I'm wondering if that kind of upbringing was more healthy than maybe what we're accustomed to in the United States. And whether the reason, one of the reasons why you're this passionate about this subject has to do with where you were raised or how you were raised. Would that, would that be accurate at all? Mm, That's a good question. So is it like nature versus nurture, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like what, what was it me or was it the, the environment? It's maybe a little bit of, of both. Um, I would say that in general, if you look at a lot of the European lifestyles, there's just an easier way maybe to walk to places or to um, use healthier lifestyle choices than in the United States. At the same time, though, um, it's also somewhat sometimes limiting. So I think that it's just I've always been passionate about learning and I've had digestive issues. And so the combination of having a health challenge yourself combined with the drive to learn something makes me kind of like a teacher. So I, I was a student, I learned, and now I'm a teacher that shares what I learned that helped me. And that's really uniquely describing who I am. So maybe it would have even happened if I would have been born in the United States, that I would be the same way. Um, because that's just how I grew up, that I had health challenges. And that's how I am, that I feel I I learned something and I'm going all in. And then I'm feeling, all right, so now this is amazing. Let me share what I learned in a super fun and easy way so that you can get better too. Okay. And for our listeners, I'll make sure I put all of Christiana's links in the in the show notes. Sure. The audio version and the video version. So, and we'll talk about that a little bit more towards the end. So, um, so I want to work with you. What do I do? How does this work? Well, there's um, two different things. One would be you can just start following me on on social media and have like fun little videos, and then you become more curious about it, and you could reach out on the website. And on the website, I have two different programs. One would be you sign up for what's called the self-guided program. And then you have access to a teaching platform that has the videos, the handouts, the assessments that I talked about. And you guide yourself through. So that's maybe for somebody that kind of has a basic understanding and a drive to get better. And they know that they can do this with the time frame that, you know, they currently have on their hands. 
And there's also, of course, a Facebook group that supports, but it's not really one-on-one. I take you on the hand and I help you through this. Mm-hmm. The next level is more for people that want results and they are so overwhelmed, they don't even know where to get started. So that's actually more of an accountability portion to where I meet with people one-on-one and I check in and I say, how did you understand those videos? Is there something I can help you beyond what you saw that would make things easier? Are there recipes that you see that we can maybe modify in a way that would make it fit your personal lifestyle? So the self-guided versus the next level really just targets the two clientels that I see a lot, which is trying to find the wellness and happiness, but trying to get there in two different ways. It's kind of like a game to where either way, you know, you take the shortcut or you take a little bit the scenic route, but on the scenic route, you're maybe enjoying it more because you take in the panoramic views and you're also feeling that you take your time in getting there. Did, did you say, are most of your clients women? Most of them, yeah. Okay. Any particular age group? Mm, it's usually professional women. So they're established in the workforce, having children, maybe even having a side gig. So that could be like, mm, I would say 28 and above, mostly 35, you know, like in the age to where you're established enough to where you've tried a lot of things, but at the same time, haven't really found your personal niche yet. Do you inter? Is this all uh, like food education, or do you integrate um, exercise? Since you teach it, I assume there's some mm-hmm. an exercise component. Is that part of it too? That's correct. Yeah. So the exercise is actually super important because I teach in-person classes. So that's what I mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier at the Recreation Center on campus. And I teach a lot of different formats. So I teach weightlifting, spin class, which is cardio, but also smaller muscle groups through a bar or dance class or Pilates or abdominal muscles. So just very targeted focus exercise classes. And because I do do that, I know that you don't have to have a lot of equipment at home to add exercise to your day. So I have a exercise videos in my guided as well as in the next level programs that shows how you can work out in five minutes, actually. And you can still <laughs> feel you're getting a great workout, even though it's something you could add in the middle of your day while you're wearing a business suit or while you don't have to change your clothing or get out expensive equipment or rearrange your home for that. Okay. And is there any type of um, mental or spiritual component <laughs> to this? Yeah, so that's a great question because I feel that the brain is the most where the mind is the most important portion in all of this. And that's why I have the self-guided as well as the next level, which is more including the um, one-hour one-on-one coaching portion. Um, We sometimes think we should do this, we should do this, and then we tend to put it out. The mental component is so important in actually getting started with a wellness because it's It's truly something to where we feel there's a threshold or an obstacle there. But at the same time, maybe sometimes if you break up some bigger goal into smaller achievable goals, it doesn't look as overwhelming. And it might also be something to where initial 
things that were holding you back all of a sudden don't seem as intimidating anymore. So I help coach clients through the feeling of overwhelm and the feeling of I can't get started. So I'm like very much a cheerleader in getting started. And the mental component is immensely important just to get started. But then at the same time, of course, wellness very much also means that you take care of yourself to become stronger for everyday functions. So it's also finding your best self through the wellness, whether that's the exercise or the food or a component of just, you know, better sleep. So your mental strength means you're going to be thriving. It's not just like you're taking care of your body, but you're very much taking care of your mind by starting a self-care practice. So that was a brilliant question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but and do you do you deal with um, like any specific issues like uh, uh, headaches, um, migraines, or postpartum depression, or or things that women deal with? Do you address those specifically? Yeah. So while I'm, I I have a PhD. I'm not a medical doctor. So if people say, "Oh, like I, I take this medication, can you help me?" and and with anything like that. I would never say stop taking the medication or change the dosage because I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what is amazing that we see frequently, for instance, let's say digestive issues or pain in your neck or in your shoulder, we frequently see that stress causes individuals to have certain Ill- illnesses or certain health issues. And frequently, the stress could be lowered. I can't say that I'm eliminating it, but it could be lowered by adding self-care to your day. So if you're a person that tends to get stressed and headaches, maybe adding self-care would make headaches instead of every day, maybe three times per week. And then from there, maybe twice per week. So it would make headaches a little bit of a lesser occurrence and a nuisance during the day because you have a toolkit to deal with it. So the goal really is that you add self-care to overcome whatever health issues that you have and to manage the health issues. It's the management really, because you truly, if you are prone to, let's say, digestive issues or headache or depression, it will probably always be there. But at the same time, you can maybe manage it and you feel, oh, I'm starting to get a headache. Maybe you know what to do because you know that that's your happy spot or your happy nest that you can go to to decrease stress or to decrease the feeling that you're getting a headache. So maybe it's like figuring out what is my trigger that makes me unhappy and uncomfortable and how can I kind of establish like a certain first aid kit that gets rid of a lot of these triggers in my day. So it's nearly like you're you're looking around in your house and you're making it childproof. That's really how it is. You're looking around in your body and you're making it more healthproof for who you are and more resilient for day-to-day activities. So building that grit, really. Do you include any type of meditation exercises in, in what you do? Yeah, so I work a lot in my exercises with breathing techniques, focusing on how breathing 
really actually built functional movements, built muscle strength. And that also means that when you exercise, I always emphasize just exercise. Don't exercise. Um, this is actually the best example. Don't exercise and watch TV, for yeah. instance. So it's it's somewhat meditative when you focus on how your body feels when you exercise, because a lot of the exercises, you should feel how your mu muscles are changing and how your body is actually getting stronger. So it's nearly meditative in the sense that when you move, your body is, is in a certain way becoming its best self. So you could completely lay still or you could move, but the breathing helps a lot. The focus on just doing one function at a time and also being very humble with yourself. And so there are some techniques in there, how to find easy meditation techniques. And I'm emphasizing that because some people think of meditation as something, again, that's very intimidating. And it's not, it doesn't even have to be that you just lay still in a room. It could be your meditation is sitting in nature and observing birds or listening to trees or the ocean. That's very meditative in itself. It's more really, you just focus on that one thing and all of a sudden you feel a sense of calmness going through you. I just want to make sure I understood what I mm -hmm. think I thought you just said. said. Every gym I go to or been to is nothing but televisions everywhere yes that's why i said that you're going to love this mm -hmm. yeah so so you're suggesting however not to watch one of the 30 televisions you can watch um well but to there, focus on what's happened with your body yeah and and there's actually there is research that shows that and actually it's not only exercise it's also driving a, a car there's research that shows that if you're so wrapped up in something, your behavior will actually change subconsciously. So for instance, you're driving a car and you're engaged in a conversation with somebody. There is research that shows your, your speed will change and your focus depending on the conversation that you have with the person on the other line, right? And you tend to be a little bit less focused on what you're actually doing, which is driving a car. So for instance, if you think about you're watching a show, you might not push yourself to your personal best because you actually, your mind is following the show and you're listening to it. So it's it's not really, your main focus is not, oh, I can listen to my body and I'm feeling I can do a little bit more. Your focus is like, what did they just say? I missed that part. So that's really where I'm coming from. Try to just make exercise your focus because it's your me time and and maybe de decouple it from the TV experience. And that doesn't mean it always needs to be that way. I like to go for walks and listen to audiobooks. But at the same time, I don't go for walks and watch a TV show on my phone because then I'm missing the nature, right? I mean, the point is you go outside and you see something different. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. I, I uh, Although... I guess maybe I'm doing it wrong, but when I do like the elliptical, for example, the t TV helps take my mind off of the yeah. pain or the how uncomfortable sure. things are. It's, it's, um, <laughs> so. You know, it's actually part of it is that you want to do the exercise in a way that you feel it's a treat. So some people, I have some friends and they only watch the certain show when they work out. Cool. 
I only listen to audio books when I walk. I don't listen to, I don't sit at my desk and I'm like, listen to my audio books. I don't do that. Sure. So if that works for you, it's, it's this kind of like we call habit stacking. You listen to audiobooks and you stack a habit on the top, right? Or you um, are on the elliptical and you watch TV show. Sure. But you need to, and that's why I like statistics a lot. You need to be aware. Are you still in your workout zone? Are you actually looking at, you know, enhancing your resistance or anything like that? Or are you just going through? I sometimes see people on the elliptical or on the stationary bike and their legs are just kind of like, there's no resistance there. Then you're wondering, Mm. you know, you could be there for hours, but at the same time, maybe, you know, tune in a little bit more with what your body really needs on that day. Maybe you need to um, level it up a little bit. I guarantee you there are people that are listening to this podcast or on some type of exercise device. Love it. <laughs> right, yeah, right you. <laughs> so, so they're wondering now whether they should be listening to this while they're doing the, oh, it's, whatever they're it's, doing. It's good. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> um, Christiana, is there any type of Eastern medicine component in what you do, like uh, acupuncture or yoga or um, because those are the two main things, although those other Eastern type practices, but is there any of those things that you include in your program? Yeah. So I do like yoga and Pilates and stretching a lot. And I have to be Mm. honest with you, Mike, I was at the beginning uh, maybe at the beginning of the pandemic, I was not into it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I teach, uh, so we have these three rooms in the gym where I work. There's a cardio room. In the middle is the yoga room. And then on the left-hand side, we have a large room that's used for weightlifting classes and car- cardio classes that don't necessarily involve spin bikes. So it's a no equipment room, so to speak, but you are adding dumbbells, et cetera, to it. I would always skip the middle room, the yoga room. And I was like, eh, no, no, not my thing. But then I got these terrible, um, you mentioned the headaches, the neck pain, back issues. And I realized that oh, maybe that is actually really something good to it. So then I started doing yoga and I really enjoyed how much more flexible I got. And I thought that it actually helps prevent injuries for my other workout classes that I teach. So then I thought, well, now that, as I said, becoming, I'm always the student and then I become the teacher. So then I started incorporating more of it and sharing some of these things. So in the program that uh, I'm also sharing now on my website, it's called Journey to Wellness. I very much share how you can use yoga in your day-to-day life and stretching to prevent injury, to enhance, maybe you're working from home, sitting at a desk, to enhance functional movements for your everyday life and feeling you are getting stronger and you're happy yourself. Interesting. Okay. Um, Christiana, how does, how does what you do and what you teach differ from you know, say I'm somebody that wants to lose weight. Mm-hmm. How's it different from Copair or Weight Watchers or uh, Golo or, or or other programs that are out there? Mm, good question. So, um, what I teach and what I do is very much a 
unique, I will look at you and who you are approach. So I don't tell you, you need to eat this and you need to do that. I basically give you a toolkit and then you, I create the background about it, the education, and I encourage you to try different things and use from it what works for you. So it's like this. Basically, you're coming to my class and it's kind of like I'm teaching how to make a, a painting or a drawing. But I'm not holding a drawing up and say it needs to look like that. I basically give you the colors and say, all right, so we got 24 colors right here. And I will teach you how these colors maybe go together in a beautiful way. But I'm not going to tell you that your painting needs to look like that because you are completely different than I am. And what will work for me is what I'm sharing with you and you can use from it as much or as little as you like. But I'm going to teach you the scientific background in a way that you will understand it better because I learned about it and I would love to share it. And then you know in a much shorter, succinct way because each video is only five minutes long, how to do it. So that's really what I do. So I know Late WordPress, for instance, uses points. I don't do something like that. We don't do calorie counting because mm -hmm. it doesn't need to come down to a number to determine what you eat. We rather look at how does it feel? What are maybe some ingredients that really enhance your body? What enhances how your digestion really works? And how can we put foods together in the day that makes it easier for you? Because you're already a busy person. You don't need to add 5,000 ingredients that you've never heard of before. And I'm not telling you you should cut out meat. I'm basically telling you, look, how about you try these vegetables? And if you would like to add meat, then add your meat to it. So I'm more creating an openness to solutions. And I'm opening up your eyes and what else is there. You help, like you know, I'm, I'm just me, but say a, a woman that has a family or children, mm -hmm. and she has to she has to make a meal for mm -hmm. her family, yep. and her children and her husband or whatever. So, do you help her figure out how to do that? Yep, I have recipes and a whole cookbook that I'm sharing is actually called the Family Favorites. Because okay, I have two cool. children and they don't just eat everything either that I put in front of them. So we have to put together the favorites, right? And then those favorites have um, options for you to make them too. They have simple ingredients they probably have at home. And I also help you declutter your refrigerator and your pantry so you can create meals in a quicker way without standing there and being completely overwhelmed. Awesome. So what... what had you hoped I'd ask, but I haven't asked yet? Mm, good question. Maybe what my superpowers are. Awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope it's not mine, Rini. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, were you thinking of asking me that question? <laughs> Should I so share my superpowers? So, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, please, please. So... I'm a person, I like to try things. So I have this willingness to try new things. And um, the thing that really sets me apart is that I'm always open to solutions, which is why I always encourage people that are going through my program 
is trying new ways to exercise, new fruits and vegetables. Try meditation, even though you might think it's totally not for you, or journaling. I give lots of options so that people look at it as like, okay, imagine, Mike, you're approaching a long buffet with lots of different food options and think of it like you have only this one plate and try like a little bit of everything. And at the end, I tell you, you can go back and grab more. So that's how I teach. I teach in a way that you feel you get a lot of different things and then I will help you figure out which one of those that work well for you, how we can create a schedule and a system that works well. And the way that I just explained it to you, me, is also my other superpower. I explain things in a way that makes it really fun and I help you not getting sidetracked by perfection. I hope you implement it in a way that will get you to your best self and really get regaining the you know the best unique self that others are going to fully embrace your friends your family and of course yourself you teach young people these things like oh, when you're teaching sure. at Cal Poly <laughs> so that that's what you teach to the young do they listen to you oh yeah yeah i've had lots of <laughs> students actually that i hoped um becoming the best selves and they sometimes sent me little videos where they said yeah i I take, your, I take your classes and I'm coming for whatever, a spin class. But in reality, I'm feeling that what you really teach me is to become a strong mental person. So you actually, you I know I'm here for the workout, but you're sharpening my brain and you're making me a better person. So I really, my goal is actually to create better human beings. <laughs> so really cool. focusing on long-term we don't want to just work out for the workout. It's an sure. honor that people come to my class. So I need to make sure that I'm using that time wisely and I'm sharing something that will make them laugh and will make them walk away with joy. Can you, that, That's beautiful. Can you give me a couple examples or my listeners a couple examples of people that you have, you've helped? Mm. So one example um I actually am sharing this one because I thought it was my biggest challenge in terms of the person that enrolled. So when I created the program, each video I specifically wanted that is only five minutes long because I'm that's just the person that I am. Like five minutes is what we got. So I created these videos and I created subtitles and I created handouts that go along with it. So there was a lot of editing that went into it. And then each video also has these fun little memes and little inserts. So when you watch it, it's it goes by fast. Uh, it's fast five minutes um, that are really fun, right? So I had a person enroll and um, she sent me a message and I saw the enrollment come through and she said... Well, I'm deaf. And I thought, I wonder how much of the fun and the fast and the, um, you know, all this translates to somebody that has a completely different way of senses than I have. And I was actually a little worried. I was like, gosh, I hope the subtitles are all like displaying properly. And I really checked the spelling, etc. And that's this is actually a um, a coach. She has her own beauty business, so I knew there was already a lot of knowledge there in terms of um, being aware about how health and your body and your mind are connected. 
And so I didn't hear for a while from that particular um, client. And then I thought, oh, gosh, I hope this is all good. But then she got back to me and she said, so my goal was to take this program and learn something for myself. But the ultimate goal was really also make my husband better because he buys the unhealthy snacks. And, you know, I'm the one that maybe um, already knows a lot of these things. So I got so into this that we're actually doing this now together. And my goal was to take the program and lose some amount of weight. We do goal sitting together at the beginning of the program and actually ended up losing much more than what I had intended. And my husband is fully on board. So it wasn't really the do this, do this, do this. It was more the why are we doing this that I appreciated so much and the how you can do it yourself. So I give you the why and not just, you know, like tell you, here is your meal plan. These are the ingredients. This is what you will do. Because then you're wondering, like, why am I doing this? If you understand the why, you really become in charge of your own decisions. And so this particular client really appreciated that. And her glorious testimony is actually also on my website with her absolutely gorgeous picture. And... um <laughs> So that was definitely something that was a success story right there. And I'm super thrilled about that, that it ended up working out so successfully. Wonderful. So what else have I, for? I mean, to kind of wrap it up here, but Mm. what else have I not asked you that you'd like to share? Well, like, so yeah, I have two children and sometimes, um, you know, people wonder is like, uh, are your children just eating healthy? Are they just born healthy? You know, kind of like nurture versus nature. Are they, mm-hmm. are they only eating broccoli? I mean, what's in your fridge? Sometimes people wonder, uh, like, do your children actually eat something that's maybe candy as well on Halloween? Or you just give out pencils with, you know, erasers, you know, something <laughs> like that, right? Mm, big question. <laughs> Halloween is coming up, etc. So I have exactly. to tell you this funny story. Um, and it will say a lot about who I am in terms of a teacher. Every we are on we are on quarters here, right? So the there are three quarters during our teaching year, academic year. Every quarter, I ask my students, it's a really long discussion. You can choose a day, and I'm going to bake chocolate chip cookies for you. And I will bring them to class. I will count at least one cookie per person, but I always do a little like more just in case somebody wants to have mm. extras. I don't want to like count it down to the person. So you can choose what we call the chocolate chip cookie day. And we make it a big deal. We call it like, you know, the cookie day. Big deal. So we vote. We have like three days. Like, well, that's a day after this deadline, but that's the day, blah, blah, blah. And so I need to make sure that they're really happy with it. So majority wins. And then it's a huge ordeal because I don't just have like 10 students in my classes. My classes have long wait lists. So this quarter I have 150 students, right? So I have to create 150 chocolate chip cookies from scratch, right? (laughs) So now this chocolate chip cookie creation thing is this word of mouth. People know about it. And then they're like, um, last quarter, some people go to cookies. Are we getting those too? Yeah, well, I have to do that too, right? You started a tradition and it is a living tradition. It's kind of like getting a tree out every year for Christmas, right? To get the cookie th- stuff out. So now I make these chocolate chip cookies. I filmed myself how I load 
150 chocolate chip cookies to a tray. And while I filmed that, I thought, you know, this is like a, a fun little video. I'm going to post it to Instagram. That particular video of how I load the chocolate chip cookies on the tray and getting ready to take them with me to my classes has a total combined viewership of over 1 million. And I think like <laughs> some crazy amount of likes. So when you want to know, are your children always eating healthy? Are you the person that's kind of like waggling her finger when I'm saying I just had a donut and I didn't work out today? That's the type of coaching I do. I'm going to be like, yeah, you, you listen to yourself. I'm so glad. And maybe, yes, we did have a chocolate chip cookie today in class because we worked really hard and we thought long and that, see, this is all intentional. We thought, what is the day that we really want to intuitively eat and enjoy the cookie? We don't want to slam it down. We actually want to have, this is a special thing. We are looking forward to the day when she brings in cookies. So nice. in a certain way, that's how I coach. I make food your focus. I make exercise your focus. So we don't just like blend our day like a big smoothie into each other. But I rather want that you feel you're moving from one activity to the next activity and you become more aware about it, right? So yeah, of course we have candy in the house and of course my children like, you know, donuts for breakfast. But at the same they, time, it's it's something that they know if they have a donut, they have to have raspberries on the side or something. It's just are they are they still doing Halloween or are they past that? Uh, good question. Good question, Mike. <laughs> For the first time now, they said, I don't know what to go trick or treating with you anymore. And I was like, What? <laughs> and I thought, it was always so much fun. And I was like, Well, I can't force sure. them. If they, that day eventually comes. <laughs> I want to raise independent human beings that make their decisions. And I also would like to raise human beings that feel they are um, creating their own traditions, right? So we have traditions, like for instance, Sunday is Serenity Sunday. We're spending it with the family. We don't want to schedule things on Sunday. No, like, oh, we are meeting... Um, friends uh you know the children go for these different events sure. and things like that sunday we're keeping a very simple we're starting with pancakes then <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a brunch thing sleeping uh -huh. pancakes then maybe read 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 at the at the breakfast table we're transitioning to like an early afternoon walk maybe some yard work um, maybe like my husband likes to play golf with the kids while I walk around on the golf course and I look at all the little flowers on the golf courses. <laughs> and then we come home, we make a dinner, maybe sit outside while we eat. So this is like, this is a tradition. And they know they can't mess around with that. The trick-or-treating, by all means, go with your friends. Yeah. Can I ask you a left brain question that's been in the back of my mind since you mentioned it a few seconds ago? Mm. If you have three sessions as a professor mm -hmm. why are they called quarters mm, good question because there's a summer <laughs> quarter and our academic year starts in uh september ends in december so something around the 10th of um, december then there's a winter one that starts in early january usually the week before martin luther king day it ends like sometime mid of march and then there is a 
end of March, one that ends early June. In the summer quarter, many students go and do internships or they work. Okay. It's an it's a so different enrollment. So there's really there are four quarters, but the summer okay. quarter is an optional thing they don't need to do, and a lot of students don't want that one. Yeah. Okay, that's just a tiny thing, but you said well, and it, quarters, and then you were talking about three sessions. And I was well, wondering how and that works out. Th that's because <laughs> the um, I think it's the same thing in the semester system that the um, you know semester ends in June. Or in late May, when I, I worked in the semester system too, and then between June and August, there's like this little summer term. Yeah. Okay. Good questions. <laughs> so, Christiana, um, we sh we we should probably close this now, but I just want to make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you. So, mm -hmm. for people that are listening to this, many people will not check the show notes because they're just going to go what they hear. Yeah. So, what's the best way for them to find you? Okay, so um, I always encourage people reach out by Instagram. My Instagram is hello.happy.nest. Just like the bird's nest, hello.happy.nest. And okay. my name is Christiana, obviously. So yeah, you can look at this amazing chocolate chip cookie video that I pinned in the top <laughs> row. And there's some other ones too. I post every single day. Okay. So um, I really have a lot of um, viewers that um, really say you are truly a happiness coach. I watch your videos and I start smiling. Good deal, right? And then they're like, okay, nice. I need more. Yeah, so more you get if you go to my website, all in one word, hellohappiness.com. Hellohappiness.com. Hello and on my website, you will find a link to my programs, okay. the two courses um, that I'm focusing on right now um, that are... Really, if you look at my website, there's a lot of testimonies there. So they're well vetted by others and there's a community there. So it's really about functioning in a way that you feel is finding your best self. And I would love to have anybody join that's listening to this right now. I also have a podcast and it's ranked among the top 2.5% global podcast. And it's called Happy, Healthy, Hustle, which also describes my happy, target market. Happy, healthy hustle. Happy, healthy hustle. Mm -hmm. Is that audio? Yes. And um, there's Podcast? a video okay. portion that is also available on my YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. and you can watch me in action. It's people <laughs> sharing okay. their superpowers, their challenges, and their influences that made them a happy, healthy hustler. Beautiful. All right. Well, this has been fun. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank the time you. really flew by. <laughs> time flew by, and um, I'm gonna check out your your resources here. And I appreciate appreciate you making the time to to be in my show. So thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. That wraps up things for today. Can you do me a favor? Can you hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? That way you'll never miss an episode when I release them. And even more importantly, if you could take the time, please, to leave a review. Both things will help other seekers, such as yourself, find this podcast more easily. And of course, that's what I'm looking for is more awesome people like you. So thank you until next time. Bye-bye.